Welcome everyone to House on Fire, an Austin Oaks Church Parenting Podcast, where we talk about all things parenting for every phase. Our desire is to help you raise the next generation of believers. And today on the podcast, we have the Forgesons. Forgesons, how are we doing? We're doing all right. We're all right. Yeah. We've already had an exciting time thus far, yeah. and it just started. Fantastic. So, so glad to be here with you. Yes. Well, I'm glad you guys are on. And uh, before we kind of get into the topic of discussion for today, tell us a little bit about yourselves and about your family. Sweetheart, would you like to go? Well, um, Brandon Jay and I have been married for 13 years. Is that correct? Have I done oh, the math correctly? That's your real name? Yes, my name is Surprise, Brandon J. Ferguson. I did not know that. Hey, yes. and Brandon J., what does the J stand for? J. Real creative. A-Y. A-Y. They put yeah. a lot of time and effort into this. And, and this is my wife, Louisa Carlene Ferguson. Yes. I figured we'd, we'd just share everybody's yes. full name. <laughs> We've been married 13 years. Yeah. We have three fantastic boys. Yeah, three boys, <laughs> 10 eight and six and uh yeah we're we're trying to navigate this parenting world um along with everybody else right now so yes and your boys are in like physically present in school yes or in a building Praise of some sort Jeebus. not our building of our house yes but another building which yeah. has saved mommy hence life. the reason we can be here together doing this yes. uh, podcast which if they were running out you know, terrorizing the place that have been okay well, too. Somebody else would be watching them, not us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. Well, cool. Well, we're glad to have you guys on. And the question that we we're going to just kind of chat about today is what does success look like for your kids or teenagers? So let's just kind of jump right on it, into that. And so maybe like what desires do you guys have for your own children as they grow and what successes would you like to see from your children? Um, yeah, I'm excited to see kind of and to hear about your guys' thoughts and perspective thus far and even some of the failures that you guys have had because it encourages me as a parent. Mm-hmm. Hearing my failures encourages you. Yes, because then, it, cause I, then I'm like, okay, great. There's, uh, I'm, I'm normal. I'm not, I'm, me being really messed up is actually mm-hmm. pretty normal. I'm really glad we can help you with that because <laughs> you probably feel like an amazing parent with all of our failures. I, I want to believe this is one of the Proverbs. I can't guarantee, but it's a foolish man learns from his own mistakes while a wise man learns from other people's mistakes. So uh, you can fact check me on whether that's a proverb from the Bible or, or not. first opinions or if it's some other kind of sage wisdom. So <laughs> I love it. I um, love it. But yeah, like we, we like every other parent have uh, desires for our kids to, uh, to be successful, uh, whatever that looks like. And I know that, like it's it's easy for me and in, in my mind to think that um, you know performing well in school, having friends, uh, being kind to friends, uh, you know, me being a formal former uh, football player, wanting to see my kids, uh, you know, perform well in in yeah. athletics and sports and stuff like that, and you know, just some of the some of the things that I believe are. Um, Things that I considered to be a success growing up, I, I want to see them consider those things to be a success. And yeah, you know, I've I've wrestled with a lot of thoughts as I've become a parent and grown in my understanding of the scriptures. And and so I think wrestling through this topic is going to be important uh, because I mean I, I see it would be very easy for me to get caught up in. Uh, my child's success and tie it to like my my value of 
of me and my value of my kids. So. Yeah. Well, and I think not only do I want my kids to be successful in the areas where I felt like I was successful, but the areas growing up where I felt like I failed hmm. or that I didn't see quote unquote success. I want my children, like I'm living my life through my children, which we all know is super unhealthy, but I think we all do it. Um, yeah. And I fall into the habit of creating this picture of what I think my kids should be or do. If that's not the picture that the Lord has for them. Yeah. Um, hmm. And then I hold tight to that and I expect it. Um, and then that's anytime you have a big expectation is when, um, you know, the other shoe's going to fall off and expectations are yeah. the worst bar to have. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to fail. <laughs> yes. And I, and I think, I mean, for good or bad, I think all parents to an extent are trying to, I mean, live through their kids, I guess you could say it or their teenage, but you know, like, and there's an aspect of where that's needed in a sense of like, you're passing off some of the qualities, you know, like. Ideally, we would live out qualities that our kids can imitate. And so I think there's good intentions in that. But as you mentioned, Louisa, it can easily get distorted um, and become huge idols in yeah. our lives. I had a, um, just in Bible study this morning, we were talking about that. Um, they're just great saying of let's not wake up with expectation, but let's wake up with gratitude. Mm -hmm. And if I have the idea of gratitude for the gift of these children that the Lord has given me instead of an expectation of how they're supposed to look or what they're supposed to do, um, that is just creating a better model for them and less heartache. Yeah. No, without a doubt. Do you guys think at all that social media helps influence an aspect of this as your par as parenting? Oh, social media has no influence anywhere. <laughs> no one ever is on social media. Wait, hold on. Let me just crack open this whole different can of worms. <laughs> well, it's just yeah, oh. we, we weren't planning on going there, but just Rabbit curious, hole. like just be. I mean, and I know that you know social media does have an influence on all of us to an extent. You know, the degree of that's different for sure. But um, I know that you know, even my wife and having conversation with other people, like even hanging out with mops in the past, like where they just have conversations of like, which car seat to buy. And my, you know, Melissa's like, Hey, we need to buy this one car seat. I'm like, how much is that mug? She's like, it's like 500 bucks. I'm like, my first truck costs 500 bucks. We, I don't love my kids the enough. Social media said you, you know, need to buy. Yeah. It. And that, um, and you know, and so there's aspects of that where I think often it's like, we look at other people in their lives look perfect. And so, even as a dad, like when my son has stuff on his shirt and he leaves the house and I'm like, no, you need to go change Maverick. Like, am I doing that because I want to look better or am I doing that because I just, you know, want him to like not look like a slop, you know, like, you know what I mean? Just, so I think that stuff ha can happen a lot. Well, a friend of mine today mentioned, it was a great image, um, that sometimes we wear, um, our children's success. They are merit badges hmm. that we get to wear and we get to show everybody Look how successful yeah. my child was. And um, as a result of that, pat me on the back because mm -hmm. look at all these badges I have. I did such a good job. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I do that. I want my kids to look great, act great, um, be successful the way the world has laid out what they should do, how they should act, because I want folks to pat me on the back too. Yeah. And what it really should be is it their actions should point back to the creator, back to the Lord. Um, but I miss that a lot. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, get that. I mean, when it, when it comes to like the influence of social media, it's, 
It's it's just a expanded version of what comparison has always looked like. And what right? this world says is okay. I mean, uh, we look to our left and to our right and go like, "Am I better than that person? Is that person worse than me?" And um, and now we have that magnified through social media, yeah. and and we can see all these other people and go like, oh man, I must be behind or they must be ahead or um, I'm at least ahead of this other person. And so therefore I find value. And, and, and so when we're talking about, uh, you know, our children and, and we're putting our children in that same boat, we're, we're not just bringing ourselves into that. We're, we're actually modeling them for them something that is that is unhealthy um, in in terms of our mental health and our mental well being, and I think that's why you see some of the issues that that have come out of social media and and excessive usage and and how you have people that do not necessarily um, feel more valued after spending extensive time on that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's a there's a slippery slope to go down there with, with social media. But when when we involve our kids, it like, it's really, we're modeling for them the values that we have. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Is the success of a child different than what a parent would want? Or maybe another way to say that, like, because we've all had this picture of what we want success to look like in our kids, but that does not always line up with, with what scripture has to say. And I think it's obviously totally fine if we desire for our kids to, be well liked or to be great at school or, or whatever those things may be football or, or whatever it is. Like, I think those things are totally fine. There's no issue at all with at all with that. Um, but often when, when I talk to parents or hear parents talk about like, Oh, they talk about their, their kids and teenagers. They very, there's much more emphasis on the practical things of life, which is great, but there's very little emphasis on like the spiritual aspect of life or even what God would desire and or want that he's laid out in scripture that we as parents should desire for our kids to right. have. Right. And so maybe a better way to ask it is like, what is a biblical perspective of what success right. looks like in our kids' lives? Right. Well, like right now, um, I've been studying Colossians and I love that in Colossians three, it talks about setting your heart, setting your mind on things above, not on earthly things. And so we have created, the world has this earthly um, roadmap for what your success should look like for your child. Um, Great grades, go to great college, get a good job, have nice cars, all these these little um, bars that your kids are supposed to reach and that will say they're successful by the standard of the world. But we, as followers of Jesus, that's not where we put our focus. Our focus are on things above. And so if you look in scripture, what does God say is successful for human beings, much less children, just in general? Um, I had a friend one time tell me, nowhere in scripture does it say your child has to get, you know, 4.0. Like God doesn't care about that. That's not what he says. Those are not his commandments. So I was trying, I was thinking about what are his commandments? So I pulled up like 50 of commands, uh, commandments of Jesus. And it says stuff like build your life on the rock, worship God, follow Jesus, um, love your neighbor, um, keep asking and seeking, um, go and tell others, um, do not, um, do not fear man, fear God, all these commands. And none yeah. of them have anything to do with how, um, if you play on a team on basketball, or yeah. if you go to this university, or if you, um, are on the drill team or how many solos you have in dance, 
All of those are worldly successes. That's not what God cares about. God tells us to love the Lord, our God and love our neighbor. And are we modeling that for our kids? I mean, and yeah, we don't live in a bubble. We do live in this world, but how, how is that going to be our successful measure in this broken world? Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, the Romans one talks about uh, our propensity to replace things that, that are good that God created with the creator. Mm -hmm. Like, so like we, we start worshiping the thing that was created more than the one that created the thing. And when we do that, we kind of, we, we, we misplaced our, our value or our measure of what success is. And so like when, when I'm looking at the, the Sermon on the Mountain in Matthew chapter five, six, and seven, like it, and it's going through worry and anxiety and anxiousness, yeah. it gets to the point where it just says like, hey, but guess what? Seek first the kingdom of God. Yeah. Seek first the value of knowing him and loving him and trusting him. And then like all these other things that you think are important, like, will will fall in line according to Amen. that and and so i i think that when when we're talking about success it has to fall under what louisa said and like 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 love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength that is seeking the kingdom first right yeah and then underneath that then we will find our satisfaction in whatever god provides as success for that because at the end of the day success is like him being glorified, yeah. right? And and so, Lord, like glorify yourself in my life. Lord, glorify yourself in my children's lives. Lord, make yourself known through my life, through my children's life. And and that is that is a place where I think it's so easy to 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 change that around. Like, ah, if I want good things for my kids, and I focus on that, like it could be really easy to forget that. It, like he is of the greatest value. And so I think that's one of those little yeah, lies that, that we tell ourselves. We've got these idols. We've got these successes that we are looking at. Um, and like you said, worshiping the creation rather than the creator. Yeah. And I just, I idolize so much other than him. Yeah. No, it's, it's easy for us to get distracted and, and to lose focus. And I mean, and another way I, I think I would say it is, is faith is the whole ball game. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when it comes to, Ideally, from a biblical perspective, what God would desire, technically from his kids that he just kind of loaned us, you know, um, would be that... I know. I totally forget. These kids, my three, they're actually his. Yes. He loaned them to me. Yeah. And <laughs> I kind of don't even like saying that because I'm like, hey, who the, what's that? Like, what's he think he's... Who does he think he is that he yeah. could just, you know, and I'm like... Well, well and I'm also like, why did you give them to me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> For those out there that do not like have a child yet but maybe one on the way man when I, i'll never forget that moment when they handed me that baby and said good luck and at like, home what? and i'm like i i how do yep. i handle this tiny human i'm legally allowed to I, walk out of here with this thing yes. <laughs> shouldn't i have to take a test before i can do <laughs> you this? did put me in a wheelchair because you're afraid i might drop it so. true, true. <laughs> it, it is a it's a weird feeling yeah man granted you had nine months to prepare but yet we were so prepared it, yeah, it did not yeah. no and i i remember when melissa's like you know, hey, we should take some classes. I'm like, classes, come on. People have been having babies for like 7,500 years. 
And I'm like, we've got YouTube. And granted, I never actually looked up any videos. It was probably a good idea that yeah, I did not. Yeah, why? Don't type just, that in. No, no, I'm just saying it. But that was my logic at the time. And we did not prepare mm-hmm. at all. Literally knew nothing. And we show up to the hospital and... They're like, put this stick in your mouth and bite down. It, Go. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's, it's shocking to say yeah. the least. Yeah. Um, yeah so it, you were saying that God loans us these children. Yes, sorry. Yeah, so in reality, God gives us his kids for us to take care of and to provide for and love. But, but the focus and the main emphasis should be that they are walking with the Lord should be the highest value that we would desire for our kids. Absolutely. And obviously that doesn't negate the fact that like you you need to feed them, you know, and just all the practical things that didn't negate that. But, um, did you guys feel pressure from other parents or do you feel pressure from other parents in the way that you go about trying to raise your kids? Because there often there's, there's comparison and parents have conversations with other parents. And so, and we talk about things that, you know, may be a great asset or may not, but have you guys felt tension or pressure from parents um, that has kind of creeped into your parenting in view of success for your kids? I think so. Um, I think back when my kids were young in the preschool age and every mom is sharing their tried and true technique for getting kids to sleep, for potty training. Yeah. So it's all about step by step. Follow these steps, these four yeah. step plans. Read this book with these five steps and you will have your kid will sleep through the night in this many days. Yeah. And so it's a step by step. Follow it. Um, and that's different as they get older. And well, mm-hmm. well, it's that's actually not true at all. Like step by step, well, it's not, our success is not going to. It's not create. about teaching them how to use the restroom, like that's true. in the toilet. Like we can, it's it's bigger things now. It's, it's bigger. like signing. A, this is the team that we chose, or this is the. And if you s- don't get your kids playing early, then man, they're going to miss that window to play oh, football. Oh yeah. In mm-hmm. high school, you're missing out. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's been really hard with COVID too because. I feel um, I feel like everything's been um, magnified of folks' opinion on how to raise and how to navigate mm. this issue. And um, there's been a lot of hurt feelings about um, how someone is protecting themselves, yeah. wearing a mask or going to school or staying home. Yeah. And um, I don't know if it's just been magnified right now, especially with the fear that we, we are experiencing. But um, there is a lot of I feel a lot of judgment sometimes on how I'm raising my children. Um, And I, I struggle with insecurity. And so I go to BJ a lot and I say, what, are we doing this the right way? And he's amazing. He always says, we got to trust the Lord. What is the Lord calling the Fergusons to? Mm -hmm. And we tell that to our kids. We say we're Fergusons and the Fergusons do this. The Fergusons live life this way and we live life according to the Lord. And so BJ has been really good about that. Let's take our thoughts to the Lord. Let's take our question, pray about it. If we feel confident that the Lord is calling us down this path, we're going to walk in that confidently and it may look different. And trying to teach that to our kids right now is really hard because kids want to look the same. Kids want to fit in. Social media, television, everything is saying you should look this way. And if you don't look this way, something is wrong. Um, And I think about, I mean, BJ and I were talking earlier about John the Baptist and what he looked like. He looked like a freak (laughs) compared to the rest of the world. Yes, he did. Um, but that's what God called him to for a specific purpose. Um, I don't know if you wanted to go into that a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, I would chat about that for sure. I think that when we're talking about like comparison of of um, 
you know, what other parents would be saying and, and how we are trying to address um, hearing feedback from other parents. Like that's not necessarily the, mm. the thing that I deal with. Like I know that Louisa really struggles with that. I do. With that, but yeah. I have my own expectations of what I thought Hmm. like from growing up myself like oh this is this is what I thought things should be like um for my children yeah and so I I wrestle with my own expectations of how things would go and like for sure the silly thing is I growing up in a family where my siblings are uh, separated by nine, 11 and 13 years from me. I, I watched how my parents kind of engaged with them. And, um, uh, that was different from me. Like I wasn't allowed to, uh, watch, um, TV. Not that you could whenever I was a child in the car and listen to, uh, things on my headphones. I had to participate. That with was the like room. space age. Yeah. What? You can watch TV <laughs> in the car. But, oh my gosh. But it yeah. was available for my siblings. Right. Like, so like in that 10 year hmm. span of time, they were able to do that. And, and I remember thinking whenever I had kids, like my kids are not going to, never not going to watch movies in the car. It's going to suck their brains and, out. And in fact, my mom, my, my precious mom got us a gift early on <laughs> as a present. And I go, thanks mom. We're not going to do this. And gave us like a little yeah. screen to watch while yeah. driving in the car. And we're you like, know, we're not going to do you that. Know she was like, okay, and we returned it to the store, got the money back, bought something else. Yeah. And within a year we had purchased <laughs> like something else to replace that because yeah. we needed to have peace and quiet in the car. And so I found myself um, having expectations, but then being influenced by my, my current status. Yeah. And so like I, there were, there were things that I wanted that I wasn't able to live up to, which feels the same as in my mind as like, Hey, this is what everybody else around me is doing. And, and I should do this. And it's, at the end of the day, it's, it's a battle of the shoulds, right? Mm. Oh, I should be doing this or I shouldn't be doing that. And, and, and you just and should all over yourself. That's right. We, we should all over ourselves. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. You just said should. Okay, so with words in front and behind. So I, I think it's, I, I don't, I didn't hear any sin in okay. the phrase. So <laughs> should know. You should. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard and it brings um, shame and guilt. If we feel like we are not living up to an expectation and um, I, it breaks my heart when I, and I hate saying this out loud, but when I feel disappointed in something that my kids have done, mm. um, whether it's not achieving some expected, you know, result, um, or if they acted a certain way, I just feel a little bit of disappointment. And that is heartbreaking. I don't want to be disappointed in them. Yeah. They were created in God's image. And that's my issue. Um, I got to get over that. I got to let yeah. them be who God has made them to be. Um, and I don't, I have an idea of that expectation. I have an idea of what that success would look like, but every day I have to keep asking the Lord, make them how you train them in the way that you have created them to further your kingdom. Cause you yeah. were going to use them in mighty ways. And I don't understand your ways. And it's really easy to say that over and over again, but it's really hard to live it out and to believe that. Yeah, no, for sure. And you know, I think just in church world and um, I think a baby dedication, how Don Reed is like held and kissed every baby in this church from like <laughs> the last 25 years. Oh, two of my babies missed out on that. Only one got it. So b- both, both of ours so far, um, the holy kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The holy Don Reed kiss. It, and Don is very sweet. 
he's oh, yeah he it's holy he's awesome he's amazing and then i think of like you know graduation sunday launch sunday mm-hmm. where we kind of celebrate you know kind of thing and um i often think of the well intentions that are quickly mind consuming mm-hmm. when our kids are so young and how those can easily be so lost and forgotten by mm. throughout the phases yeah. and different activities and all that kind of stuff and just um and I, and i think and i think most of us are pretty aware that uh, there's a lot of other viewpoints of how parents would view success in their kids' mm-hmm. lives. If that's, they have to be the best athlete or they have mm-hmm. to have a 4.0 GPA or even, I mean, even hired if they're on the, if they're taking AP, pre-AP, all, all of those pressures and all of those things, I think it would be accurate to say that a majority of culture and a majority of our time as parents often is spent on things that don't matter. And, it's easy to then say, okay, well now I need to make up for this, but, but there's an aspect where like you can't make up for lost time, uh, so to speak. And so, um, but like what, what areas have been hard for you as parents to keep you focused on what God desires for your kids? Like what things have been hard for you guys in this area and viewing success for your kids from God's perspective um, and not, you know, the Ferguson's perspective, not even that, that that's actually a bad thing. Oh, <clears throat> it's, it's, very, perspective. it's very clear that um, uh, we have figured it out. We um, know everything. We, we, are, we never mess up. I don't we never know fight. how to describe batting a thousand at parenting, but I'm pretty sure that's what we're doing. And, and for those who... Sarcasm intended. <laughs> and is batting a thousand good or bad? That's, uh, I have that's no idea. Very good. Okay. Uh, that's okay. actually perfect. Success. You're like, like, you hit the ball every time okay. the ball is thrown. A thousand times. Okay. So for all of those who don't that's know a baseball, baseball reference um just for sorry <laughs> no you're uh, fine sports games are so fun sports games balls are fun yeah yeah um oh wait what is the question again <laughs> no you're good no totally it's, fine but how ha, what has been some of the the difficulty or the hard things that have come into just you know continuing to focus on god's desire of success for your kids What's been difficult about this yeah. as your kids Over have grown? Time, kind of like is what, what you're talking yeah. about. Well, yeah. I mean, so I have to, you know, bring up, we have a 10 year old, an eight year old and a six year old. So, yeah. um, we, we have some, we haven't small, gotten through the really, really hard stuff yet. No, I, I mean, everything's hard <laughs> oh, yeah. in my mind. Sweetie. I'm comparing. Yeah. I'm like everything's hard. Comparison so, is evil. Um, <laughs> just childbirth is hard and I'm sure sending, a, a child off is hard. Um, and, and so everything has its own struggles for sure. Um, but I, th- I believe that, you know, where we are has a certain amount of wisdom, but by no means would I say like, I recognize what struggle it is like for somebody that's walking a kid through the difficult times of right. high school and stuff like yeah. that. So, um, we're speaking specifically from our perspective and, and what I've, what I've found is there is, there are times that I, I just mess up a lot. And I, I remember a very specific instance where I wasn't living up to being the parent that I wanted to be uh, when my oldest was about three years old and, and my uh, middle child was, was one. And 
it, it was reading in Hebrews chapter 12 um, when it talks about the, the Lord's discipline and, and then it talks about how our earthly fathers discipline us and, and God is much better. But there's this little phrase when it talks about our earthly fathers that, you know, uh, through the writer of Hebrews, but uh, by the Holy Spirit saying, like, and our earthly fathers disciplined us for a time as they saw best. Hmm. And when I heard that, when I read that, like there was this immense amount of like grace that I felt that the Lord had, had poured out upon me because no longer was I trying to be the perfect father because I can't be the perfect father. We can't be the, the perfect parents. We're not going to make all the right decisions all the time, but doing as what we saw best at the time. And and so then we have to wrestle with what is the best. And at the end of the day, it's like, Lord, we are dependent on you for every single thing. Yeah. And so like that we, I can tell you all the things that I've done that, that mess up and, and, and how that that's worked out. But at the end of the day, I, it is my responsibility that I'm going to have to keep coming back to, to say, Hey, I want my child to know and love and follow Jesus above everything else yeah seek first his kingdom Mm. and then anything else that that would need to be expressed like who god's uniquely created our children to be that's that's what's going to be added behind that so lord like i want him to know you follow you trust you you know our, our language here at austin oaks is meet know and follow i want my boys to meet know and follow you yeah and then outside of that i want them to to be who you've created them to be for your glory. Yeah. And, and so creating those structures around that for that. So I don't, you know, that's a long answer to get to it, but um, yeah, I mean, we don't always do it perfectly, but, but we're trying independence. Yeah. Um, and I think that one of the biggest struggles for me is um, letting go of the control that I don't really even have. Um, and I'm laughing because I struggle with that. Right? Like, I think I have so much control. And God's like, um, Louisa, you didn't have any control to begin with. Yes. Yes. Um, I love that God voice that you have. I think his voice would actually be a lot more soothing <laughs> and deeper, maybe. I don't know. Um, but it's a wrestle for me. I want to control it. I yeah. want to um, read a book, follow the steps. I want to ask every parent, follow the steps. Um but I have to trust him. And that's a real easy answer to say, but it's really hard to walk, walk out. And I'm still trying to figure out how to walk that out. No, that's good. That's good. Um, what are some things that, like, that you, if you kind of had to give a specific list here of, like, here's things that we would desire from our kids as they grow. Like, for me, and, you know, they change over time. But, like, I, I want my kids to contribute to the family. Like, it's a big deal. Like, we haven't made – Paisley has made her own breakfast since she was, like, three. Um, she's five now. And just because part of me is like, you're going to do this your whole life, and you can push the chair up, and you can get in the refrigerator, and you can put the to- – like, I'm like, you can – I mean, it's harder for her, obviously, but, but, like, that's a big value that I have. Like, and, it, and somewhat that's selfish um, to an extent. That's not a spiritual thing. That's a very practical thing. Um, I also – like want all my kids to shoot lots of deer in their lives, you know, be just 
just because that's something I do and I want them to do it. So those are just a couple of like examples of things, like practical things. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the practical things that you desire for your kids to, and I, and, and those will grow and they will change throughout time and phases. But what are some of the things as right now today that you're like, here's some values I want my kids to have with where they're at right now. I think for us, we value that, um, the connection of brothers hmm. of the family mm-hmm. family is incredibly important these boys are really close in age they're about they're all about 22 months apart we want them to enjoy each other care for each other protect each other um stick up for each other and um the the family unit is important and yeah. we i mean you can say that over and over again but we also have to model it and we also have to uh, think about why what's the spiritual side of that like we sure. are called to be in a community we called yeah. to be in community and um kind of living that out we didn't even talk about this before are we on yeah. the same page with that i hope <laughs> no like, yes I, I value that like for sure I, I mean one of the things that that i do is when i'm wrestling with my boys so i love playing with my my kids uh, but when we're wrestling um they they actually can't beat me no, like so so boys when you hear this in the next 10 years uh forget that i said this but oh, we'll um, put this in the time capsule for yeah. 50 years down the road but uh right now when they're wrestling with me um i've i've created it to the point where they cannot do anything that would slow me down until they all three work together and yeah. so our I, powers combined and so i'm i'm trying to convince them that when they work together they can do big things yeah and, and so there is a, a a value i have of that and and that like they are they are gifts right like our our children are gifts to us to to enjoy to to have fun with we to, always enjoy them yeah to to always. love them and care for them and and raise them and all those things and and so like i i want to do the things that that i enjoy with them so that they might yeah. enjoy them so like you hunting with your kids I, I think that's phenomenal um but at the end of the day like like when i'm when i'm looking at our responsibility as parents like it it's coming back to you know like even in De- deuteronomy it it um Deuteronomy chapter six, it's uh, the the greatest commandment. It's love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your might. Um, and then, and then it goes on after that, and it says, and teach them diligently to your children. And and there is a part of that that like that is our goal. That is our driving aim. That, that they would know and love and understand mm-hmm. God wholeheartedly. And so when we are like putting on them the the things that we think are good the the things that we think are best as family or the things that we just enjoy doing at the end of the day we hope that the responsibility or the that the result of those things would be that they would love the lord on the other side of that and so yeah. connecting the the time that you have hunting with your your kids to go like, look at how beautiful God's creation is. Yeah. Look at how God is providing food for, for our family through this. And, and you're utilizing that opportunity, that fun, that joy, that, that connection that you're having as a family to, to point towards our dependence on God in everything. Mm. And so like, likewise, when, when we're wrestling together with me and the boys and, and I'm saying like, Hey, we, we work as a team, like be like, 
God wants us to be in community with other people. He wants us to to care yeah. for one another and serve one another and work together to accomplish big things. And so that's why I do that on a team at church. And and that's why you guys can do that as a team, as brothers. And, and so pointing everything, every opportunity that we have is an opportunity to point them towards towards what God wants and, and his purposes. No, that's good. And I think that, um, like you were saying, the family focus, the community focus, pointing back to the Lord. We also, BJ and I also really value relationships. And we see that's how our God is. We have a God who is a relational God. Jesus was all about relationships. Come follow me. Come watch. Be a part of this. Mm. Even though the disciples just kept messing everything up with their junk, he still invited them in. And Mm -hmm. so if we can focus on relationship, 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 even so my oldest loves any sport loves basketball, football, watches it all the time. My other sons could care less, but they want to sit by their daddy on the couch, curled up, even if they're not watching the football Mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily about just watching the game, even though that might be a goal. Hey, watch football with my boys, but it's the relationship. Like you said, going going hunting, that relationship aspect, Um, because God is a God of relationship. Yeah. Um, and so we, we model it in the family and, and honestly, I want to model having relationships outside the family that are equally as, as caring and equally as, uh, maybe not that same level, but just to, to say, Hey, God values us to invest in and pour in and love and serve other people. And so, um, I, I get the opportunity to model that for them in, in our home and, and, encourage them to do that for one another. Yeah. I mean, each, each time I pray with my boys at night, I'm praying a prayer that says, <clears throat> Lord, would you make them, uh, kind and smart? Would you make them, uh, strong and gentle? And then I was like, would you help them know how to love you and love and serve others? Mm. Like, and, and that like it's said say that in in different ways but it it boils down to like kind of the first part is hey here's what what i hope to see in them and then the other part is like but if you miss this part the love love you help them love you and know you and love and serve others then like all this other stuff is pointless and and that attitude and that focus can be anywhere on your sports team it can be in um our drill team school yeah the, the theme, the attitude is the same, regardless of what the event or activity is. No, for sure. For sure. What wrong uh, values or what success have you desired for your kids that you, looking back now, would put into the, like, ah, we should not have valued that as much, <laughs> you know? Oh, man. <clears throat> That's a good question. I, for me, it's, and my kids are young right now, so... Yeah. Um, grades have always been incredibly important for me. You got to get A's. You get A's. Growing up, it was, you get an A. There's nothing else. Did you ever not get an A Um, when you were growing up? Maybe once. And what happened? Geometry or algebra, because math is is my favorite. I can't even spell those words. Right? There you go. Um, Yeah, it was was self-imposed. So it wasn't a parent thing. It was me. It was self-imposed. So I have this same idea when um, that, it is, I've got to throw that out. I just got to throw that out Um, because it's not about an A. It's about what they're learning. And so I feel like that's such a... um, 
going to school is not about getting the grade, but that's what my brain is just latched onto. Yeah. And I need to open my hands loosely to, to grades. Mm. Now we know that being successful in school, yeah. we talk about like what is successful. Like we were talking to some friends and we're like just brainstorming. Why do we want our kids to get good grades? Uh, so you can go to a good college. Why do you want them to go to a good college? Like it's that game. Yeah. Well, so that they can get a good job. Why do you want them to get a good job? And what is good? What is successful? Like yes. it's just, it's this, um, it can make your brain hurt. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to be about their heart and about their mind and making them, you know, instead of, I had, we had a, my son came home with a B, a B plus. And I tried lovingly to talk to him about how he can get an A and he started crying. And he was just like, I don't know. And I re I left thinking my kid feels like a failure. Hmm. I just made him feel like a failure. When the next time he got the exact same grade, the next report card and BJ, I was like, BJ, it's your turn. So BJ took over <laughs> and the way he framed it was amazing. Our son felt so successful even getting a B plus because he just framed it differently. And yeah. so I want my kids to feel confident. Um, and so anyway, my struggle is grades. Yeah. And, and there's this part of me that um, I, I'm kind of battling the, the concept of knowing these things in my head and uh, believing them in my heart, right? So when I'm watching one of my children play a sport and they do something good, my inner self is like going crazy, but I'm, I'm filtering that in the outside self to be like, okay, this is not a, the, the thing of, of the most value. And so like, but I'm like, don't underplay it either. <laughs> Show the child the appropriate amount of the enjoyment. The correct amount of enjoyment. Yeah. yeah. And, and so like, I'm, <laughs> I'm honestly, I mean, it's me trying to figure out what is most honoring to God in that moment. And, and I feel like I might be even stifling myself to, to not express that joy, right. To not be like crazy. Yeah. Like some of that, but, um, it, I, I want my child to know that my love of him, uh, my love of whatever it is that they're doing is not based on how they perform in any of these areas. Yeah. And like my love for them is because they have been given to us as a gift and, and they are a gift that God has given us for our good to know and love and trust and depend on him. Yeah. Uh, but then also our responsibility for our kids to, to know and love and trust and follow him. No, that's good. And I, I have a, we have a big fear of like this. I feel like generation, the generation, like kind of what's going on right now is we don't, parents don't want their kids to ever, ever deal with failure because mm -hmm. that that means either we didn't succeed as parents if they failed or what will happen if they fail yeah the end of the world um and i think it's important for us to look back at our lives and see okay what are some of the areas that i really struggled in you know that 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 thorn in our side that 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 issue we struggled with over and over and over again but god has used that for his glory whether yeah. to teach or to yeah. train or to grow us in character and so I don't want us to miss that piece yeah. when we strive for quote unquote success yeah. for our kids. So what if bumps in the road are okay? Cause mm -hmm. we were promised that, you know, God does promise that, um, you know, we're going to deal with some junk in this world. There will be troubles. Yeah. And are we allowing our children or are we putting in front of our children opportunities to, um, and the tools they need 
to deal with those troubles. Yeah. I mean, just, just the concept of, <clears throat> I I want my child to not have to go through hard times, right? Like there seems mm. to be so many decisions that we we make as parents to avoid my child having to go through hard times. Yeah. Um, I, I want, I, I don't want my kid to have to have hard conversations. So I'm going to put them in this place where they don't have to have that conversation until I'm ready for them to have that conversation. You know, yeah. like, um, whether it's be on this sports team or not be on that sports team. Like, I don't want to tell my kid, no, if all of his friends are doing this, one thing like you know all these decisions that we could make that would be really hard for our kid to have to deal with yeah um, but the scriptures actually um don't say keep your kids from having hard times put yeah. them in a bubble um saran it, wrap i mean invest in saran wrap and there's and it's not out of malice that we're trying to do it it's out of like mm. these great intentions to to care for the the creations that have been given to us um, but what it does is, you know, like it, it hinders our children from engaging in difficult things, mm -hmm. which God works. Think about the times when God has worked in our lives the most has been in difficult circumstances, right? Like yeah. the most uprooted sinful things come out whenever, whenever we go through difficult times. And, and yeah. I think there is a part of what parenting has done uh, or what parents have done recently is like, Hey, if I just protect my kid from some of these hard situations, then that's, that's me doing a good job. And, and it's actually counterproductive to God yeah. doing the spiritual work that, that he might want to. And, and so I, I think that, that being willing to, to be bold as parents to say like, Hey, I'm okay with my kid experiencing some difficult things. Yeah. Um, and that's not like looking out, looking for difficult situations to put yeah. our children in. But I mean, if, if we don't believe that yeah. even though our child is all of his friends are going to do something, yeah. but we don't think that that's what's best or we have something else planned yeah. or we as a family say that Wednesday nights are off limits because this is what we do as a family, then we're going to stick to it. Even if it means our kid doesn't get to go be with all of his friends on the thing that everybody else is doing that yeah. Wednesday night. And, yeah. and those are hard things to deal with because it has real consequences for that kid. Like they're not going to be included in some of the things that all of his friends are doing right yeah. now. And, and, and that's a really hard place to be, but it's, it's choosing to do what, what God has called us to do more than choosing to do the thing that is easiest. No, for sure. I, yeah. And I want to transition here, you know, coming somewhat to a close here, but just to talk about like, what are things that, that you guys see in culture of how culture views success? Mm -hmm. And then I want to talk about this for briefly, but then I want to like turn it inwardly and say, well, what about the church? You know? So what, what are things that we need to exhort our people to, um, <laughs> to, to fight for their family, to fight for the Lord, to be the one that is the primary focus in their lives. So, you know, quickly, let, let's poke a little bit of culture and, and things that and it's e always easy to do that, I feel like. But what are some things that you see that culture gets it completely wrong in viewing success in the lives of their kids? Knowing that if you're not a believer, obviously, you're not going to have a, a biblical perspective. But um, but let's poke at culture here a little bit. I think BJ mentioned it, saying no to certain things that culturally everybody is on yeah. board with. Like, what is the appropriate age to have a cell phone? And your kid's open to that whole world of... 
um, sucked into the internet where they can access anything at any moment. Yeah. Well, all my friends have a cell phone and it gets younger and younger. Yep, it does. Seventh, sixth, fifth, fourth. And to say, no, we're not doing that yet. Yeah. And so the culture is saying, you need to start doing this early because we have to be able to contact our children at yeah. every single moment. And so those are some things, the technology and what we allow our kids to access early um, is a real big push for, you know, a real big sticking point for me because uh, we're allowing the world to tell us this is what you should do as a parent. Yeah. Yeah. Let them have any access to internet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, it, it's, it seems like to me there's just this uh, completely counter. Like if, if our entire life is about God, um, culture's life is about self, mm. right? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. it's I, whatever I want is the thing that I would pursue after. Yeah. Um, I want to be able to have access to my children at any moment that I want to have access to my children. So therefore I'm going to give them a cell phone so that I know where they are and I know I can get a hold of them at any time. Yeah. Me focused. Yeah. Like, and, and it's going to go, um, even if the teacher says that, um, that they can't have their cell phones in class. I'm still going to give my kid the cell yeah. phone so that I can reach them because nobody's going to tell. And, and I'm not saying I don't understand that. I, I get that. Yeah. And it's not wrong for your kids yeah. to have cell phones. Like, I'm, like and well, it may be, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to get mad at me. But, but what it is, is, I mean, the culture is is seeking self. Like if you listen to what commercials are saying right now, yeah. every commercial says you deserve it. You deserve it. Why is it called a selfie? <laughs> selfie. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, let me videotape myself and show it to everybody because yeah, I'm, I'm so important. Yeah, I mean yeah. it. The this it's so easy for us to for to take focus off of the one that created everything and turn it onto the creation. Yeah, and we ourselves are that creation at times. And, and it's the same thing that, that happened in the garden of Eden. Um, I want to choose for myself. Like yeah. I, I want to make, I know more than God, I can make this decision. And so like, it's, it's bringing yeah. the decision to where I want to be the God of my own life. And, and that is the, the counter to the scriptures thing that the culture deals with. And, and so, um, that's the way it's been throughout all of history though. Yeah. Right. Like the, the world has been that way. And so we're just living in a new iteration of that. And, yeah. and so we still are called to say like the truth is the truth, no matter what time of day it is or, or what time of the history of the world it is. The yeah. Bible is always relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Well, let's look emulate at the church and let's, and let's, you know, kind of, uh, oh, graciously, but yet let's point out some things that that we that you guys have seen with within the body of Christ and how success has become idols, um, and how that's become acceptable. You know, um, with within families to to say like one that I've always struggled with. Just and sometimes I get angry about it is just education in Austin is like and it just kills me often because, you know, I, I'm like a youth pastor, so I hang out with students. And so every student that I know, almost everyone that I know is they have like all they ever do is school, school, school. And when they have free time, they do more school and their entire lives are wrapped around school. And all and, and, and time is not the issue, but it's just 
all they ever do is education. They have to get these grades. And it's like, you've got to get your undergrad and master's done while you're in high school before you graduate high school. And that is just infuriating to me. Mm-hmm. And then, so then I hear parents and students all the time say, well, I don't have time for church. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, that's actually kind of okay. But if you don't have time for church, like you probably don't have time for the Lord. And if you don't have time for the Lord, you probably can't call yourself a believer. And so that's just one one example of just how I've seen something that's good that has been turned into an idol and that has been viewed as okay within the context for Christians to justify. And so what are some things that you guys have seen, you know, and obviously, you know, church family that's listening, like we're not like, I don't have, I don't have particular families in my mind. You know, I'm not like in the, in the back of my mind thinking about, Oh yeah, it's so-and-so. And, but it's just generally speaking, that's, I've seen that a lot. Um, Um, man, every, every church has struggles and every, uh, believer has struggles and yeah. in every culture uh, where believers are going to have their, their own struggles because we live in a culture that is not honoring to God in every way. And so, and we're here on earth. Yeah. And, so. we're, and we're here on earth. We're Broken. not in the presence yeah. of God. We're not standing in heaven right there. Um, and, and so at the end of the day, I think that it's so easy for us to, to, to set something that looks good, that mm. is good up as the thing. Yeah. Like, uh, if, if my, if my kid just accepts Jesus into their heart, yep. right? Like just accepts that gift. Then my job is over. Yeah. Almost like a checkbox, like yeah. check, they accepted. And I'm yeah. like, the, yeah, that, that is a good thing. Um, but when, when we look at how Jesus kind of, you know, talks about what following him is like, it, it is a particular like laying down of your life, right? It's, it is not just that checkbox. It is saying like, take up your cross and follow me. Yeah. The, the concept of following Jesus is saying, Hey, everything that was my, my life was about is, is now about you. And, and, and so I want to, I think the church can so easily go like, man, if, if I just get my kid baptized, then I'm not going to have to think about it as much. I'm not going to have to focus on it as much. And now that that's taken care of, let's go like, think about how this school or this activity and like, and, and those aren't bad things. It's just, it moves from the foreground of our mind to the background. And, and I think everything that Jesus is calling us to the one that created the universe, the one that we have access to, he's inviting us to say, Hey, there is nothing better for you than to be with me in every moment. And, and here's the, here's the thing as parents, if that is not what we are living out, if that is not what we are believing, if we are saying, yeah, I did this, I, I, I follow Jesus, I do these things, but in every moment in that we're going, God, I need you today. I need you yeah. right now to be the parent you want me to be, to be the employee you want me to be, to be whatever it is, I need you in this moment. Help me know how to love you more right now. If we as parents aren't doing that, then how can we expect our kids to want to do that, yeah. to see that in us? Yeah. Jesus modeled what it was like to, to love the Father and mm-hmm. walk perfectly with him. And so we, we are, 
our children need to see us saying, hey, I choose Jesus above everything else. Like, yeah, Jesus like provides for us and we have all these, these other things. But at the end of the day, if Jesus said, get rid of all those things to follow me, I, I'd say absolutely because you are 100% the thing I am about. And, and if our kids don't see that, how can we expect them to have an on-fire faith for him? Yeah. And I think, like, along with what you said, um, BJ, is that it's not just a Sunday morning, mm-hmm. Wednesday evening. Do you only Wednesday night here yeah. for youth? Yeah. Um, we check those boxes off, mm-hmm. and now we go about our day. Um, church isn't about events. It's about believers walking with Jesus all day long, every day. Yeah. And like what you said, like BJ and I have been talking about this, about are our kids seeing him choose the Lord over everything else? Mm-hmm. Um, and what does that look like? And that, if they see that model, it's going to set them up for, yeah, there are some times when you do have to study harder or you do have to go to that basketball tournament yeah. or whatever. But um, is the Lord the most important? Do yeah. they see dad choosing that? Do they see yeah. mom choosing that? And so here's... Here's kind of the the wrap up that I would say, um, like th- at the end of the day, for for parents that want to see their children follow the Lord, like the best thing I would say is you passionately following the Lord is going to yeah. be the greatest thing that could Amen. that you could do, and and if they see that in you, then then they are more likely to want to pursue that. Um, yeah. The the one thing that we can't say, though, is that if you do that, then God has to make them follow after you. Yeah. Like, right. God is the one that is sovereign. We do not have the control of choosing who is who God reveals himself to and who he doesn't reveal himself to. Yeah. Like, that is 100% on him. And... And for those parents that are out there that are listening to this, that that are going like, my child is not choosing to follow after him. And I have been faithfully praying. I've been like all these things. One, I can't, I can't offer any consolation other than the fact that, that Jesus is worth it and he is in control. And if your if your child is still here and still with us, then I'm gonna say I have hope that God can still move and and move in that person's life. And so, the the encouragement to you is keep praying diligently for your child. Yeah. I had parents ask me over and over again, "Hey, how do I help my kids follow after the Lord?" I just want my the the answer I, I the only answer I feel like I can say is pray for them, have fun with them, mm. like. Those are the, those are the ones. Like, pray for them diligently. Pray for them diligently, and try to have fun. Like, and I could go into more of that, but that's that's the one I wanted to wrap up on. No, that's good. That's good. Well, thank you guys for, um, yeah, coming on and having a conversation with us. And hopefully, you know, for those who are a part of our church listening, then they can run into you guys on a Sunday and ask further questions if they would like to and, and just to get more wisdom from you guys. So thank you guys so much for being on with us today. Thanks for joining us today on the House on Fire podcast. Please share this so others can be blessed by the conversation we had today and we will see you all next time.